Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, visual listeners? There's been a heck of a lot of gaming news, reveals, conferences, what have you. There's a whole lot of games to discuss and talk about. We can only do so much in one sitting, but we're going to give it our best. This is the Replayer Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to tonight's episode of the Replayer Podcast. I am your host, as usual, Dan Morris. Joining me tonight, I have with me Louis Reza. Hi. I wanted to say, like, insert brown joke here. <laughs> I'm like, eh. nah, yeah, that, yeah, that checks out. Um, burrito. Arriba. Wait. Insert <laughs> Jake Brown. The brown joke. <laughs> Exactly. What up? What up? <laughs> I was waiting for it. Did you good. notice I had the look in my eye? I'm like, ooh, like transition. We're here. Pass the ball to me, coach. Put me in. As well, <laughs> joining us is Tyler Graham. Hey, hey, coming to you live for the first time from the dorm room. The dorm. The dorm. <laughs> That's how. It's like the special level from the dorm room. <laughs> from the dorm room. You've unlocked the dorm. It's the hardest level, bro. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me tonight. Holy crap, there's been a buttload of, like, is this E3? I don't know, but, like, it's just been an onslaught of gaming presentations and shows that kind of started off with the Ubisoft Forward. Then we've got a Nintendo Direct. Then we've got a Sony State of Play, as well as TGS, Tokyo Game Show, is happening over in the, the Land of the Rising Sun right now. There's all sorts of new stuff that's still coming and happening as we're speaking. And there's a lot, a lot to get into. Uh, now that I'm thinking of it, like, let, we could start with Ubisoft, I suppose, since it was kind of the first thing on there. Um, we're getting a dozen new Assassin's Creed games, I think. We're getting uh, it, all of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them at once. And uh, a Netflix do, series. And yeah. a Netflix. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I'll let you take the reins on this, Jake, if you want to kind of like right. start us off with Assassin's Creed um, slash Ubisoft. Yeah, so like I, I don't know whether or not to be happy or be a little... <laughs> overwhelmed with the amount of content they announced um like tyler said there's a netflix series in development which i i think that'll turn out pretty well which i think assassin's creed needs to i think it'll be better as a series than another movie in my opinion because just video game movies don't seem to work out too well um the game portion that's they announced four new titles the first one is the assassin's creed mirage which stars bassam from Valhalla, but 20 years earlier. So you can kind of see his start from being an assassin to where hopefully where he finds Eivor and oh. then Valhalla. So okay. it, it's 20 years before, so you can kind of see his journey. Okay. I was like, I know I know that name, but it was I was having a little bit of a yeah. disconnect. And originally, I, I think it was supposed to be a DLC for Valhalla, but now it's its own thing. Kind of like how I believe Freedom Cry for Black, Fra uh, yeah. Black Flag was supposed okay. to be. And that became its own thing. Um, so there's that, which is probably like 
probably my favorite out of the new announcements. There's the mobile game, which is Assassin's Creed, codename Jade, I believe. Yeah. And that's like set in China. Then they have, um, going back to Mirage, that's supposed to be kind of bringing the series back to its roots, like the older Assassin's Creed games in terms of like gameplay and whatnot, which a lot of fans have wanted instead of like this giant open world RPG. I was actually pretty excited myself as an yeah. old, like I'm a big fan of the older games. And so um, the other game that they announced was Assassin's Creed Red, which is set in Japan, um, which is, I know that's been requested for for some time. That is supposed to be RPG, kind of like the past few ones. So, I mean, fans kind of get their choice of that, which is kind of cool. And then uh, probably my second favorite, which we didn't really get to see really anything of, is the Assassin's Creed Hexy, which it looks like it's kind of set with like witch trials and whatnot. It's so, like, I think that'd be really cool. Like, I would love to see how the get up would be for like the Assassin's Creed outfit and everything. So, like, I'm looking that, forward to that. What is your uh, thoughts on what that game is going to be? Like, have you already said it, like, maybe like. Yeah, like, I think it's going to be like witch hunts witch and trials. trials. And like, I don't know if it'll be like, like Salem. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm speculating a lot. Or maybe I'm, just I'm, more I'm the thinking. time period of like new colonial America. With yeah. A lot of the witch hunts and things that were happening back then. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they also announced, I think, what was it? The Assassin's Creed Infinity. I, th- I, th- I think that's what it was called. And that's supposed gonna... to like, it's supposed to be like one giant hub for like the, the modern day world, I believe. I don't know. They didn't really have a whole lot of explanation on that. Mm-hmm. But I think they're supposed to be ditching the present day and leaving that for that. So I, Jake, I don't know. Jake, I, I do have a question for you because I'm not like a, personally, I'm not a big Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed guy myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, we touched on it for a second there. Um, cause I, I, I've heard it. I know it's like a huge part of the news. Like, you know, Mirage is supposed to like go back to the roots as like a, a really big Assassin's Creed fan. Like, mm-hmm. how did you feel about that part of the presentation? Like, what did that mean I to mean, you? To me, honestly, <laughs> I, I think it made me happy in some ways. Like I'm, I'm sure Dan can agree with me as well. Like with so much going on in life, like sometimes I don't have time for an open world RPG like Valhalla and Odyssey was like those maps were very overwhelming when you looked at it. You first loaded into it and the type of person like I'm hitting all those little sync viewpoints the moment I step into that game. So I'm not touching the story until like (laughs) 20, 30 hours in after I I unlocked all that because I'm like, I want my map full so I can fast travel where I need to go. Um, I mean, but like the older Assassin's Creed games, it was kind of that same way, but it was like the map wasn't 30 times as large. And like, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, it looks like you're an assassin again and not like, you know, you're not a Viking, you're not a Spartan. Like we have nothing to do really with like assassins. Like I, I'm kind of happy to be wearing like those robes again and kind of get into the feel of those older games. That answers your question whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can speak on that too because I've been playing Assassin's Creed 2 again lately and there's a such a massive contrast of like going from Valhalla and going back to playing Assassin's Creed 2 and there's exactly that where even though Assassin's Creed 2 had some open world elements, the story was presented to you in such a linear fashion where it's like you can finish a story mission and after you get the little bing, you'd finish the mission and then it like resets the world and then your character gets put down and then it's like, here's the next mission. Like it's right in front of you. Yeah, you can just right. step into it and you just keep going. Like there's very little in between. Like, yes, there's a lot of side missions, 
but you don't have to go through hundreds if not thousands of artificial miles to get to the next story mission it's just there and you just jump to it and i'm like i like this a little better because i'm just i'm ingesting the story a lot quicker and more succinct i played them once yeah i was gonna say what's what's your thoughts i mean you you know i i I played a couple i played an assassin's creed i I played uh assassins is it Uh, it a little intimidating to get into because i know there's like 14 of them like you know at at this point i don't really care i know that you could basically jump into any of them and it doesn't really matter where the intimidation Mm -hmm. aspect because it is intimidating is how (laughs) how long and big they are that's that's kind of where I get a lot of that. Like, it's like, ah, should I even attempt? Because it's going to take up at least two months of my time. And like, I, I loved one and two. Loved them. They were perfect games to me. I actually played the whole thing through. It was awesome. I did three for a little while. Didn't finish it. I did a little bit of four. I did. I bought Black Flag and then, then all the other ones happened. And sure, where are we? I don't really care. I, yeah. I, I was kind of in it because I thought that they were going to go one way and everyone thought they were going to go Everybody this thought. way. And yeah. they went, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, um, th- this is terrible. And I feel like I was cheated on an experience. And I don't know why they did that. I mean, I'm hoping it's not for the same reasons like television goes, like Game of Thrones, where they were like, oh, you were going to, you thought this? Well, fuck your thoughts. Well, if you're referring to like the present day, I mean, I don't want to say it might kind of come full circle. That's that's cool and all, but like, like, you know, they all it felt kind of like how everybody complains about Call of Duty. But at least Call of Duty, you get a multiplayer Mm -hmm. and the multiplayer works because I remember the multiplayer for Assassin's Creed. I was like, oh, my God, God." (laughs) it looked like a bunch of multiplayer is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like when you that. get when you get like like a bunch of five year olds on a soccer field mm-hmm. and watch them play soccer and quote uh, like like you know it's just it's just a bunch of kids kicking each other that's what it <laughs> felt like when I that, that's why like I kind of just got turned away from it because I was there from the beginning so I imagine that whoever's just coming into it like these are great new uh, new things and for people who have been a part of it to be told that it's going back to the original style like. I think that Resident Evil has started a renaissance of how it really is good to go back to the original platform. And now people are like, oh, OK, maybe we should try that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played it in years. So let's see. Um, my, <laughs> last thing, my last thing to touch on it, because I know we've been on it for quite some time, is I am a little disappointed we didn't get the uh, Assassin's Creed 1 remake like a lot of people mm. speculate it. I mean, but it's OK. I mean, I can always just pop it in and play it. So I'm not not too bummed out about it, but was there any other so much stuff out of the Ubisoft thing to talk about? Like they did a new thing on Skull and Bones, which I'm kind of curious mm. about, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this to anymore. Me, to me, nothing else mattered. To be honest with you, <laughs> I was really interested in the idea of a fully fleshed out game around the mechanics of Assassin's Creed 4's pirating. But mm-hmm. now, what Skull and Bones is, I'm like, well. <laughs> I don't know. And then, of course, Ubisoft being Ubisoft, they throw that crap on the storefronts for $70 with a bunch of like crazy expensive deluxe yeah. editions. And it's like, really, Ubisoft? Really? Anyways. That's the way gaming is going now. $70 plus $70. microtransactions. Yeah. 
So anyways, let's uh, roll on to the next big show, which to me was a quite a banger. The Nintendo Direct, I think, had a lot going for it. Um, does anyone want to take the reins talking about that? I don't even have a Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, I didn't watch it. Sounds great. Hell yeah. Louis, you're fired. Oh, Get out. Yeah, okay. All right. I, th- I think Tyler's a guy for this, because personally speaking, like I, I don't play a lot of like Japanese games. I know Nintendo's based off of that it's like you know i've played marios and donkey kongs and stuff but like a lot of the stuff that was announced was like sequels or dlc for games that already came out which i haven't gotten into yet so i mean i I know tyler is a big nintendo guy so uh i'm a fairly big nintendo guy uh the way i kind of saw this direct was that for the average person it's a little bit overwhelming because they just had so much stuff it was a lot yeah there was 45 minute long direct yeah it was it was massive it had everything but because of that there was a little something for everyone i feel like like a lot of the stuff eh, i didn't care about too much but then you know they you you tease out some gems and it's like wow that made that direct worth it so i feel like you know out of maybe the three kind of uh conferences you know uh features that we're talking about today direct is probably generally going to be seen as the best just because, like, you know, no matter who you are, you probably had something in that direct. Like, uh, I know for me personally, I don't want to get too much into it now because we'll, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more later. But the little bit more they showed about um, the Breath of the Wild sequel and we finally got a name, Tears of the Kingdom. That's my, like, it's definitely got to be up there for me. Um, they have a, a Kirby remake. And believe it or not, I'm a huge Kirby guy, but I, I never had a chance to play some of the older Kirby games. Like, that one's up there for me. That was a remake, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, That one's a remake, yeah. What was the difference between, like, what are they adding new this time? Um, I believe it's um, just updated. Was was it? Yeah, that's the exact thing. I think it came out recently. Okay. No, no, no. That's that's an old, old one. So Uh, I think that it's just, um, like, a graphical update and port to the Switch. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, I mean, if you're a fan of farming sims this uh this direct yeah yeah, this direct some of them were really cool like that harvestella one very cool but um i just feel like this direct had something for everybody so dan what did this direct uh have that you liked (laughs) so i actually want to say my highlights at least for the the nintendo direct like the four biggest things that came from this were fire emblem engage pikmin 4's announcement octopath traveler 2 and of course, the Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, like official announcement of the title. Plus, it got uh, like a May release date, right? It was yeah. like May. Yes, yeah. May, yes. like early 13th, May. 13th, I think. Yeah, some somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that was like the big standouts. But again, there was a lot of information. There was a lot of news. Like, there's a lot to talk about here. Like, again, I'm the type, I'm the gamer that like I have such a broad spectrum of games that I like and enjoy. So many of these hit something for me and checked us so many boxes like i do like my farm sims so like i've actually harvestella got my attention at the last uh nintendo presentation when they first showed it off and then they said there's a demo i'm a cool one i ran and like downloaded the demo and started playing it because it's like a farm sim but with final fantasy style combat with final fantasy visuals so i'm like okay i'm down for that mario and rabbits i like the original i'm actually excited for the new one Oh my god! I seek uh, remakes for Front Mission. Like those are old school, like classic uh, strategy games. That I, I'm not a big strategy fan, but for some reason, Nintendo, like with Fire Emblem, does a good job with strategy. I remember liking the uh, 
Front Mission games back in the day, so I'm curious to check those out. But hands down, Legend of Zelda, one of my the Breath of the Wild is easily one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for the sequel. I'm ready to go back into that world and just get lost in the open do anything sandbox which is weird because i don't typically like open world games <laughs> assassin's creed <laughs> because there's too many little pinpoints of go here go here go here go here but you give me that same open world with no pinpoints and i just get lost in that world i'm like what's over there what's yeah. over there what's over there <laughs> the I don't couple know, times that i played uh zelda it, it like Again, I don't have a switch, but <clears throat> my brother-in-law does, and every time he comes over, I'm like, ha, 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 "Thank you." It, it is like, oh my god, um, that one. I, you're right, Dan. I don't feel the overwhelming nature of like, like when you go to a map and you see the ten billion little dots, and it's like, collect twelve thousand feathers. <laughs> you know, like this one's more just kind of like suggestive. It's like, oh, if you want to make this thing. You need 10 apples. Why do you need 10 apples? Who cares? Zelda logic. Yay. So you you just get like, like a different kind of a feel for it. And it's more suggestive. If you want to do this, go ahead and do it. As opposed to feeling like, okay, I got to platinum this or I got to whatever this and I have to do this and I have to do that. And you don't really get the choice of where you get to go. Um, you just know that there are certain aspects that are going to be part of every uh, of every uh, section so you know that there's going to be temples you know that there's going to be uh um the camps you know this you know that if you want to go for it um i, I just love the diversity of that kind of playing and and it is so massive that it can be extremely overwhelming but like you said you don't really feel it because it's suggestive it's like if you want to go yeah. over there look there's obviously something or maybe that way it's just, ah, it's so damn good, and there's not even dialogue. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. That, that's that's a game to get the thing for. Did that trailer like? I, I haven't beaten the first one. I, I put a few hours into it, but like, did that trailer have like anything to do with story? Like, do you have any idea what's going on in it? Because like, I was lost. I was like, I don't know if there's like Easter eggs from the previous game or there's not. There's been inklings of like what's happening and i've heard a little bits and pieces based on the few trailers that they have shown that this does take place after the breath of the wild so this is events after the fact but other than that the details are very slim no it's definitely it's definitely supposed to be after the fact because um in the one trailer the first trailer they showed link loses his arm what Mm. yeah 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 yeah. and he's gonna have (laughs) <laughs> hey, it's the tra- it's the trailer it's a trailer it's a trailer yeah. spoiler see the first trailer i but, haven't um, seen the trailer spoilers for the trailer you need to put that before you say it. <laughs> all right go on but um but no just i i think you know the the couple things we've touched on about you know i don't think we're gonna say anything new about this being the best game of all time you know or not the best game of all time but one of them you know what i mean it's been talked about to death you know by a lot of different people and i think when it comes down to it just Breath of the Wild's place is one of the best games of all time is going to make it that like any inkling they drip feeds us about the sequel is going to automatically make it like one of the best gaming presentations. Like, you know what I mean? It's going to put it up there. Like they gave us more about tears of the kingdom. They gave us the name of tears of the kingdom. So like, I mean, that alone makes the direct (laughs) up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I love the name. 
Just <laughs> <laughs> tears of the kingdom. This, it, what does that insinuate? The tears of the kingdom. Uh, what are the, the big flabbergasters? I think that we got from that Nintendo Direct was the fitness boxing fist of the North Star. Like, <laughs> I. I there's no reason to talk about this game, but I want to talk about it because it's just such a crazy, <laughs> ridiculous concept that you're playing a boxing game based on an anime that was hyper violent where the dude would punch people and they explode violently. But, yeah. And then, I love that they opened that trailer. Like, Louie, if you haven't seen this, they opened the trailer with a dude from the fifth of the store, North Star saying, like, you don't even know it, but you're already fit. And it's like, what? <laughs> oh, that is magical. Uh, by the way, thank you for assuming I haven't because I haven't. But it's like, oh my God, that is so good. I'm pretty much just like a soundbite for you at this point. It's like, really? That's coming wow. up? Uh, but but I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am. Um, I, I, I love the thought of that. I'm just thinking, like, put something like that, VR, uh, get like, like, put the microphone on there to where you have to. Like, I, I would own the hell out of that game. Give me JoJo's next. I'd like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny, Louie? You, you said that when I saw the trailer for that, I was like so unsure because I've actually I've never heard of that anime. And just like the art style, like vaguely like, reminded me of JoJo and all that. And I was like, is this is this a JoJo thing? Like, what's going on? Well, they here? were written around the same time. And, gotcha. uh, and gotcha. like so so there was a lot of that hyper masculinity with the big buff guy um fifth of the fifth of the north star was was the manga version of an american action flick so it was hyper violent big strong men that would explode people with fists like that's literally the whole thing and what dan is saying when he says uh, like he, if you've ever heard it before that's where it became popular is he was he dressed like this you know, weird paladin like character walking well, it was through the very desert. Mad Maxi, right? Like it was very he, Mad Maxi. Like Mad Max. He would walk into like these dead cities, and this big, huge abomination of man and muscle would walk out, and he'd punch him once in the sternum, and then just walk away. And he goes, "By the way, you're already dead." And oh my god! And then that's he blows where, that's up. That's, that's where it came from. from. <laughs> that's where it came oh from. Was because god. of Fist of the North Star. So to say, to for him to say. You're already fit. I'm like, oh, that is so eighties. Yeah, bring the fossils. That's so cool. Down. So then That's the whole cool. trailer and the gameplay is like it's the dude from the fist of the North Star, and you're boxing with him, and he's doing all the <laughs> like you're trying to like sync up with him and do all the boxing. It's it's That's such cool. a ridiculous concept. I don't know why they would even think to do it. I'm sure it's gonna work. That's what's we oh need God. Berserker, we need JoJo, we need Dragon Ball, we need all the hyper-masculine, stupid, <laughs> early 90s, 80s crap that came out. Please, please, it's, I'm oozing for this content. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> I think it was worth talking about. I learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's a, there's a clip of... Why, why is showing this? <laughs> Oh, I'm just like playing Kirby. clips. I'm just playing clips from this Kirby. This is Kirby being all la la la. And I'm like, yeah, you, you see brain matter coming out of a guy's ear. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens, by the way. I think they blow into a guy's ear and like the brains come out the other side. It's, oh, God. That is so cool. Yeah, I just want to, before we move on, like, uh, give a shout out to like the Fire Emblem uh, Engage, which 
I do like the Fire Emblem games. I'm actually really surprised they announced a new one already. Like they, it's like, how are they turning out these games like this? I have to play Three Houses still. Engage looks really cool. Not typically a, a tactics fan, like I said before, but Fire Emblem for some reason always just it's so good. It's so it looks very beautiful. The, the art works. style oh is fantastic. They kind of nailed that art style back on the uh, the 3DS with the uh, Awakening. They, that was like when they oh, relaunched wow. Fire Emblem after it had been kind of like on a long hiatus. Uh, and there was one other thing I was going to mention too that like they announced that Tales of Symphonia is getting a remaster, which was a GameCube exclusive. I don't remember if that came to the PlayStation back then, but I think it was only on GameCube. Anyways, that's getting a remaster, which is really cool because I was just about to buy the game, the original, on Steam, and then I was like, aha, remaster. I can wait for that. <laughs> so I thought that was nice. Your, so your what we're watching right saved. now is uh, Fire Emblem? This is Fire Emblem. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in, but that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, the animation style is really cool in Fire Emblem. I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Hopes, which is the spinoff by the Muso Warriors team. So it's Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, and it's it's so good. It's so it's offensively good, as you would say, Louis. It's got a really deep, <laughs> rich RPG story with like the fun, over the top action combat of a Warriors game. Really deep character development. Really deep like mystery and intrigue going on between all the houses and the, the battles between them it, it's it's good and the art style can't say enough about oh the art style. something about that blue just like it speaks to me man <laughs> <laughs> like, i love it what was that like when marth shows up and he's got that oh my god that blue <laughs> it pleases me color more me. blue mm-hmm. Alrighty, let's uh, mosey on over to the PlayStation Direct that sh- followed. What was that? The next day or two days after the Nintendo? I think oh, it was the next PlayStation day. Direct. It's not a PlayStation Direct. It's a State of Play. State of Play, uh, which wasn't quite as good, but it did have some good stuff. Did you watch that one, Louis? Oh, Louis! Uh, I am smile from smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. smile and be pretty, smile. Louis. Smile, smile and be pretty. <laughs> well, let's do this for you at least, Louis. Since you didn't catch it, I'll give a quick rundown. These are the games that were shown off. Tekken Eight, officially announced and revealed, looks gorgeous. You should absolutely go and check out Tekken Eight. Like it, it's pretty impressive. Star Wars: uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR for PlayStation Two VR, PlayStation VR Two. Uh, Demio coming to the VR. Uh, a new Like a Dragon or Yakuza Ishin, which is apparently a remake, which is like an old samurai game. So the Yakuza guys are making a samurai game now in the exact same style of Yakuza. Oh, thank um, God. <laughs> they showed a trailer for Hogwarts Legacy's uh, PlayStation exclusive uh, mission, the Haunted Hogsmeade, something or another. Uh, there was a game called Pacific Drive shown off. They did a quick little announcement on the PlayStation Stars loyalty program, which I'm glad is finally coming. We'll, we can dive a little deeper into that in a minute. Uh, they said that's coming after September. Uh, a game by Namco, Bandai Namco, called Sin Duality. Very Japanese. Uh, Stellar Blade, which is a Chinese-made game, I think, which was revealed last year as Project Eve. Um, Tecmo... <clears throat> Koei's uh, Team Ninja announced Rise of the Ronin. And then, of course, we got a God of War story trailer to end cap with the okay. God of War controller special edition. Real quick question about the Project Eve. Is that the one that we saw that we were talking about like at length after the, <clears throat> I think it was at E3, 
where um it, it was very crouching tiger hidden dragon kind of and uh you know what i'm talking about there was that rpg that they showed at the game awards i think yeah whatever I, not, the last one was it may or may not have been i don't think it was the thing we were talking about last time that was a different game okay never mind then well that sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> uh anything in that list that interests you that piques your makes your ears prickle tech and nate uh I, I always love Tekken. the problem is finding good players or finding people that don't just wipe the floor with you from the first time that they turn I need it on tech and eight to be cross play that needs to happen that would be amazing any any game with that massive of like having characters and having diversity for for different types of playing styles those need to become a lot more introduced into, into cross play um there was there was quite a few in there uh of course i like anything vr i'm a big massive vr fan but i don't want to buy another vr <laughs> helmet um so that's going to be all fun. of those games that talked about though of course are on uh oculus too they're they, they're getting ps2 yeah like, like, when you, like when you said demio demio uh that that one i remember has been going to uh, oculus for a while yeah and finally it's they they gave it a you know, like, a, I guess a, a date. Um, there, there was quite a bit in there that I am also interested to find out like that. And anything that introduces more culture to me personally, I God, I love that kind of stuff. Mm. And not the same kind of thing. Like, like, you know, like, oh, here's a Western. Yeah, we got we got Red Dead. No more Westerns. <laughs> it's done. It's over. They won. Go to another Western. Um, but, you know, that, that's just my personal opinion. So. That's yeah, that's where I'm at. Somebody else talk. <laughs> All right, listen, listen, listen. I'm listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. I'm listen. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. There is not really much here for me. However, I do think that it is a good presentation, a good showcase. Um, I think again, kind of like the Nintendo one. They've got the trump card right now of God of War, you know what I mean? And like anytime they show something new for God of War Ragnarok, it's going to put it up there for people. But, um, you know, I never, I never played the God of War 2018. Yeah, it's just not for me. Um, I feel like that's an easy out for PlayStation because a lot of times they can do their presentations and they have like nothing, nothing, nothing. They show 20 minutes of nothing that anyone cares about. And but they show like, Here's three minutes of the one game you've all been waiting for. And they're like, yes. this yeah. is the greatest show ever. Yes, yes. They, <laughs> kind of hide the fact no, that the rest 100%. of it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> PlayStation does that You'll like forget. every other state of play, at least, I feel like. That's so, true. That's true. And then they'll do, they'll do it with the same game like three times. They'll milk it out. Until... How many state of plays did we get on basically just Horizon over the last year and a half? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like, cool, we got it. Three, Thanks. four, probably, right? <laughs> I think about. that the um, the PSVR games are cool. I'll never get a chance to play them. So I'm like, I'm kind of like at where Louis is, except I don't have any VR access at mm. all. You know what I mean? But like, man, like Star Wars VR, like I'm glad PlayStation <laughs> players like that community is getting access to that. Otherwise, just not my showcase. Not for yeah. me. Yeah, my, my stance on the VR is like, I, I'm not going to buy it. I mean, I already own a Quest, and I'm not going to buy another headset. Like, they might get exclusives. I, I know they have how a lot, expensive like, it is yet either. It, oh, it yeah. might be pretty expensive. 
like I, I'm, I'm gonna bite the bullet and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the games that are on the quest. Yeah, I know what Iron Man is on the PSVR exclusive. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I know that interests me, but I am not going out of my way to buy another headset. You know what, Jake? I've if it makes you feel better, I read that that game was fairly underwhelming. So I mean, I, yeah, I, would, still clear. I would still try. I know, I know. <laughs> like, like the the PlayStation Four VR was, in my opinion, fucking painful. <clears throat> they, like you, you get that that like it's like they call it like a gate effect where where you see like the little lines to. Mm-hmm. For the pixelation uh i i did all of resident evil 7 in that and it, i i i don't get motion sick very easily that one made me motion sick constantly it just did not work for me and what i like about the quest 2 doesn't have that uh what i like about how what it did to the community especially for vr is that it really boosted people up that now they have to match um I mean, they kind of buried themselves. <laughs> now they're like, we're going to go up in price, but it's going to come with more stuff. We promise. So like mine sucks now. I have the first one. So it's like the 60 gigabyte memory with like you, nothing works. Nothing works. Nothing works. So I'm going to have to get another one. Uh, and that's why I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to spend 600 bucks on a Quest 2. I'm not going to spend another 600 on one VR for the PlayStation or a thousand for my computer, which my thousand dollar computer barely works as it is. Like, you know, it's, it's just, it's so niche. It is so fucking expensive. It is so much. It's like having a Lamborghini. Yeah. It's a great car. Do you have any idea how much the weekend costed me? Because I needed to get a new light. (laughs) It is just a pain. Sometimes VR is very much a luxury item that like, Oh my God. (laughs) As you can tell, I'm I'm enjoying it. (laughs) Yeah, the Quest is definitely like the gateway into VR since it was the cheapest option for a long time and technically still is. But yeah, yeah it's very much. Is. Boy, it's a luxury on top of a luxury. I mean, yeah. now you got the Nico, you got this, uh, what is it, the Radon, which is coming out. You got a whole bunch of shit. You got new options. And if you can afford, like the way I think of it was I could afford either uh, Nintendo or I can get the VR. I've had Nintendo. I've never had VR, so I went for the VR, and in my opinion, that was a better purchase for me, but that's just because I'm more active than that, yeah. and I liked it, but, you know, it depends on the person, like, if that's not something that interests you, or if it's like, and that would be cool, but I don't need it, then don't even bother with it, because it is fucking expensive. Here's a question for all of you, then, I wonder, do any of you feel like VR is ever going to stick, or is it just a fad that's going to eventually fade away? I think... I think it'll always take a back seat, but I think it'll still be there. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'll linger around into the future, but like, I don't ever think that like, that's going to be like the place to play is in VR. That's my take. I'm, I'm a little bit more 50, 50 than that. I, I agree with Jake insofar as that. I don't think traditional gaming is ever going to die in VR is the, is the only thing or anything like that. Cause you know, people like playing games the way they play games, but I do think that VR has the potential to get a lot bigger with time. I think the big issue with VR right now, and I think it's like literally the only issue is how prohibitive prohibitive prohibitively expensive it is at the moment. And I'm hoping that like, you know, with the way a lot of technology goes, 
maybe as we get more vr type of stuff the prices will become more competitive but i uh, i mean i don't know listen the ps5 is rising in price so who's who yeah. can say you know what i yeah, mean right. like <laughs> i also feel like consoles and pc will always be more accessible whereas like vr like some people have motion sickness and like that's something they can't handle you know what i mean that's true I, yeah, I struggle with motion sickness on the VR. I can only play it for very short periods of time before I got to mm-hmm. take an extensive break. And then even yeah. then, I feel very ill. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, oh, go ahead, Louie. I, I mean, I can go on for hours. Don't worry. You <laughs> you go. You get it all out. <laughs> no, I was I was just going to agree with you, Dan. The, I have a buddy who's got VR. And, you know, every once in a while when I'm hanging out with him, he'll break it out and, you know, I'll play some VR. And for me, it's like maybe not super bad but like i could only play for like maybe an hour and then i gotta i gotta take a break because like i just get nausea you know what i mean it's not great it sucks and it's i guess that is like a another really big prohibitive factor because like how do you fight that you know what i mean like it seems like it's inherent more or less to the technology so i think if anything vr will do its best in probably 10 to 20 years it's like where VR will really start to shine when the technology can really shine as well as get inexpensive. Kind of like yeah. if you think about technology that we use on a regular basis now, that was insanely expensive 10, 15 yeah. years ago. Exactly. But yeah. it's gotten a lot cheaper now. Or, uh, you know, like we used to rely on CDs for years and now we don't even use CDs anymore. It's just, it, it's an extinct medium at this point, essentially. Uh, but I think the VR has potential in the future. It might, it'll turn into, it'll get that point from like, oh, this is a seeable technology to now, like now we're living in the future of like Star Trek where they can just do like a full hologram, you know, beyond just having a piece of a screen strapped to your face. The screen is all around you now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm going to give you an analogy. The best way I can, I can try to put it is, when the first uh, touchscreen phones came out, that's kind of how it felt too, where it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, these are great. It's a luxury. They're way more expensive than anything else. There's no way these things are going to take off. Now it is the norm. I kind of think where VR is right now is the new touchscreen. This is like, like, like it's been really really expensive really really shoddy really pixelated like you can tell that's a triangle that's a circle and that's a you know cone that's how vr games have looked for the past however many years and now we finally hit uh like like that now now there's a difference between virtual reality and arg augmented reality which would be like i can see my desk i can see my (laughs) stuff all over here um and i'm just adding things to it and we've even had like phone apps where like you point and there's uh what's her name miko or miku the dancing pop you know anime chick she pops up in the room and wherever you put the phone she's on that one spot now that but in vr with like vr glasses <clears throat> with the, the technology is there it's so, just we're so talking about games right <laughs> i mean it is a game it is a game like 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 imagine playing pokemon go but you're wearing glasses instead of having to look for it on your phone um it, it's it's so like we could do all of that it's just so much more expensive right now mm-hmm. but i think that we finally hit where the line is and from here it's only going to get better so in 10 years like you said then it's this is going to be cheap what we have right now it's gonna be 20 bucks for a vr helmet but i think that 
there's going to be still those $50 ones. They're going to be so darn expensive that like, oh, well, it's 4K as opposed to, you know, 20 pixels. So I don't know. I, I think we're I think it's a I think it's here to stay. It's been around since 80s. It's going to be here to stay. Something I can't help but think about during all of your guys' individual bits there was the Nintendo DS and how the Nintendo DS started the whole thing with touchscreens and cameras and augmented reality. It did it all. And it was a very cheap, inexpensive piece of technology that did all these things before this could. And now these do the same thing that Nintendo DS did 20 years ago. You know, that I was like my, the... my PSP for the same. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is thank you, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo did do it first. I will say PSP was like, what did they do? Okay. We'll make it more expensive. Happy. It's going to look better, but it's going to be more expensive. Yeah. Right. But it's like, I remember playing with augmented reality games on the DS back in the day. Like, oh, this is so cool. Like you see the things in the room, you know, and like that evolved into Pokemon Go and these other augmented reality games. Now they've just announced a Pikmin Go and, it and a Marvel the, one. They have a was, Marvel yeah. one coming out. Yeah, I thought there was something yeah. else I saw recently, too. I forget. Anyways. Uh, I mean, there are virtual reality glasses that you don't have a huge headset, so you just put those on, and those are ARG. They're not virtual reality. So imagine well, it's like the Hololens was going to be that too, but Microsoft kind of like stopped trying to push that for uh, the general public. There is a group that is making lenses, um, the, the the contacts that are that technology as well. They're freaking expensive right now, oh, sure. <laughs> but they have, I think they're up to figure 10 and they're saying by 20, we'll have figured it out. But right now we're on figure 10. So, and we got to figure 10 in the past three years, they were stuck on seven. And so like, <clears throat> I think the technology is there. I just think it's going to take a while for our money to be there. Mm. Money. Anyway. <laughs> money. <laughs> all right so like let's in summer summary talk about like what are your favorite games and or announcements that have come out in this past week if you can list any and uh we'll go right around i'll start with you louis uh all right so i'm looking at the preview of tekken 8 that you're putting up there that looks freaking good <laughs> <laughs> i love tekken it's great it's been great since i was a kid like tekken tag is where my childhood went before high school i remember that was the best thing that ever happened to me uh, of course I, I i'm dying to play the first legend of zelda before this next one comes out um i uh like and i'm going based off of just what i heard so you know take it as i'm the audience surrogate the ones who didn't see it mm. i'm with you guys um <laughs> i like i uh from what i heard i i really want to I, I really want to see if this new assassin's creed can intrigue me enough to go back because i quit on it a long time ago and i know that people said it's still good but it's you know it's as good as it's always stayed it's been this for a while so i really want to see if they are going to do either something special or something absolutely new and i i'm i'm excited to see what they're where they're going to take things and vr all vr every vr do all the vr so moving on to like Jake, where are you at? Cause I know you're, you said you were kind of like not a lot of stuff was hitting chords for you. And I'm sure Tyler's going to be in a similar boat because there's a mm -hmm. lot of Japanese studio games or very uh, Japanese style games that aren't quite your cup of tea. So any um, different thoughts on that? So probably like my favorite thing, like other than the Assassin's Creed, uh, I know I, I touched on that earlier. Uh, like that's my main focus. Like I'm so happy to see what, 
it's going to be coming out. Uh, the God of War Ragnarok trailer was really good. Like, I, I, I really liked it. Um, and believe it or not, I wasn't really a fan of the original trilogy of those mm-hmm. games. Like, I played them all. It just it really wasn't my cup of tea. Um, but the thing I noticed, which kind of kind of cracks me up, is how around the same time, uh, I don't know if you noticed, Gears of War and God of War both kind of like rebooted their franchise in kind of a similar way to where their main characters just grew older and they became so much more cooler. <laughs> and maybe just realized, like, man, we just need more they old beards. <laughs> I was like, same thing with like Assassin's Creed, man. When Ezio got old, I was like, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> what about so, old snake in metal gear solid oh yes oh man always uh, like holding like his back he's, like, ah. he's gotta like tap his back <laughs> why konami make me old <laughs> um and also like yeah like the trailer kind of like it blew me away because like I, I fell in love with uh, the reboot because uh, I, I wasn't gonna pick it up at first and then I, I finally did after a bunch of buddies told me how good it was and I was like, dude, like, this is something I can get behind. And uh, so I watched a trailer a few days ago and there's like so much to unpack in it. And like, I'm, I'm going to go through it probably after this. And like, I'm a frame by frame and see what I can find. But from a few things that really did stand out to me, um, I know you had it up here on the stream. You have, oh, you have the trailer now. The, the scene where Atreus shoots the arrow into the air and uh, the wolf, I want to say the name is Skull starts like chases the sun away into like the moon oh it looks awesome like that to me that's very beautiful i love the norse mythology so there's yeah. so much going on there oh right here. yep um so my favorite line which i think everybody can agree with is when kratos sits there and says death can have me when it earns me that is like such a kratos thing to say and i was like i think only he is someone who could say something like that and pull it off like i, mm-hmm. I love it um the fight between Kratos and Thor is just constantly being teased, like in everything you see. I, I'm almost curious if that's going to be like an afterthought to like, I don't think he's going to be the big bad guy that you oh, fight. Probably not. It's just to throw you off the scent. Kind yeah, of thing. like that's how I'm thinking. Like I'm thinking like maybe that's like a halfway point or early into the game. You but kill cool him in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, kind of probably. Um, and like at some point, like we all know, like it's probably going to happen. Like you're probably going to get his hammer. And like, that's going to be such a cool moment. Like you have the axe in one hand, the hammer in the other, and just <laughs> wreck. Dude, we already you. saw that. It's called infinity war. <laughs> I, I mean, but for those people who haven't. No, I, I know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> um, but the last thing is, I, Louis, you've played God of War, correct? So I haven't just, beat it, but ooh. I have played it. Okay, like um, so through. without spoilers, uh, so Dan's probably the only one who would probably maybe see this as well. But in the trailer, like there's a scene uh, where Freya has her sword and like she cuts Atreus's necklace off. And uh, is that like the mistletoe arrow from the, the first game? It could be. You might I, I, be on that, yeah. I don't want to explain it too much for them because yeah. they still need to play it. But like, I, I thought that's that, what that's that was. A, that's a good sneaky way of. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it, it caught my attention. I was like, that's that's kind of cool, man. And so like, that's my thoughts on it. And the controller looked pretty good as well. I love the controller. I'll probably be picking it up. It's one it's of those the two little. That looks wolves. really pretty, and it's like I won't want to actually use it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I currently have one PS5 controller, so. I, I'm in the market of getting a new one, so probably For that sure. one. 
So, All right. What, what you got? <laughs> All right. Listen, I'll bang out my top three real quick. So um, listen, my number one, I already talked about it extensively, so I'm just going to drop the name and we're going to move on. It's The Legend of Zelda. It's Tears of the Kingdom. You know Bam. what I mean? It, it is It is what it is. Um, my number two, and I feel terrible because I should have probably mentioned it earlier, but uh, Goldeneye, because it is the, you know, I a lot of a lot of the that. a lot of the games I enjoy now today are spiritual successors of Goldeneye, and like I, I got to play it. You know what I mean? It's just it feels like it's a rite of passage kind of thing for all the games I like to play. I got to play it. So I'm glad that they're bringing that back. A little bit weird that the multiplayer is only going to be on the Nintendo Switch, but it is it is what it is. It's probably a license thing or something. I also feel like the Xbox version is going to be the only version that's technically in 4K and, of course, has achievements. I don't think the Switch yeah. is going to have that. I think the Switch is yeah. going to be more low res. Exactly, which which is why it makes it such a weird choice. But yeah. um, And then number three, um, I, have Kirby, I have Kirby <laughs> down as my number three. Uh, also... <laughs> Mostly because of what I said earlier, you know, older game. I, I want to play it, but but I do want to give a little shout out to because I I, I kind of also was not sure where to put this, and I really like the look of it. Um, Harvestella, Dan. I know you were talking about that a little bit earlier. I'm kind of big on the farming sims. I think they're pretty cool. And you have a switch, download the demo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not a huge Final Fantasy guy, but I liked I liked Seven. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, I know is like the classic thing to say, you know, whatever, it's basic. But just the look of this game, the the, the aesthetic of it, the, the the weird gameplay mix, it's got my mm-hmm. attention. And I think them showing more of that was was up there for me as well. I think it has the same character designer that did like uh, the more recent uh, like Final Fantasy 12. So it's got that kind of almost a steampunky kind of aesthetic going yeah. on there. It's an yeah, interesting it's, blend. Yeah, because it's, it's like you've got the the gardening kind of look and then this the steampunky kind of look almost and it doesn't seem like the two would blend but it looks good so i did play a bit of the demo and i was liking what i played so far i'm curious to try it out on computer on pc because it's coming to pc as well uh because i feel like this the the switch version didn't look super good as far as like the graphics themselves are fine and there's very pretty environments, yeah. but the actual like moment to moment game gameplay was very kind of muddy and fuzzy. So I was like, I'm curious to see how this looks on the PCs. I feel like it'd be cleaner and smoother. Yeah. But yeah. It's interesting. Hmm. I just remembered one. The uh, <laughs> No, the Fist of the North Star. <laughs> the boxing game. <laughs> I wanna I really by the way, that that wasn't just me making a dumb noise. Like that's actually the noise that it makes because they definitely based that entirely off of Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> like that, right. that's the <laughs> yeah. it, it's like, <laughs> like but of course he talks like this every other moment. <laughs> okay, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Sure. But why not? <laughs> mm. um, I'm gonna throw this in here real quick. Yeah, the Crisis Core was pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually interested in that reunion. I did. I did play that on PSP. Um, I borrowed it from a friend when I was in high school, and I got pretty far into it. But from what I played, like I, I really did enjoy it. So like maybe I might pick it up and actually beat it. So nice. All right. Um, I can round this out with easily saying Legend of Zelda is definitely up there for me. It's 
Breath of the Wild is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. I've already talked to some length on that, and I'm really excited to dive back into that world, literally diving in. Every time I see that shot of Link diving into the plant, onto the, the world, I'm like, oh my God, Skyward Sword. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like Skyward Sword. I don't know why the game gets so much hate. I love Skyward Sword. I think it's such a good game. It's a great game. So good. It gets a lot of hate. I don't know why. But I also want to give a shout out to the two new samurai games because I'm a sucker for samurai and old school Japanese culture. The Rise of the Ronin by T- uh, Team Ninja. Of course, I love Team Ninja. They're one of my favorite studios. They made all the Ninja Gaidens. I love Ninja Gaiden and Neo. So I'm really excited to play a samurai game by the team who made Ninja Gaiden. It, that's like, yes, please give it to me. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the uh, Yakuza, well, like a dragon uh, samurai game as well, Ishin. Uh, and I, I got a, a little bit of a kind of like a cheeky answer here for one of them, too, because this this came after the fact that just this morning at TGS, Xbox did their showcase and said, guess what, everybody? Deathloop hitting Xbox and Game Pass yes. September 20th. And I was like, fuck, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> So I, I've, I'm excited to tr- actually jump into Deathloop and finally play that game because I've heard nothing but amazing things about it, and I, I look forward to jumping into that. I was really excited. Oh, I can give a little extra quick shout-out. Exo Primal from Capcom is starting to get me to take notice to it again. If you don't know what Exo Primal game is, it's basically Earth Defense Force, but with dinosaurs, and you play with your friends just blasting hordes of dinosaurs. <laughs> so what doesn't sound good about that? <laughs> Anyways, all right, I'm going to wrap it up here. I need to back up a little bit. There's a couple of things I need to point out and mention here real quick. Um, Some updates on the new show before we close out here. So our new show that we've been planning for a while, coming to Couch Soup, should be launching in the near future. Uh, We will give more news and updates shortly on that. This is the best I can say right now. It will launch soon. So you will actually start watching our new show on couch soup it's going to be a whole new thing separate from the replayer podcast replayer podcast is going in the garbage <laughs> not the garbage but you know what we mean it's getting retired plus f next week <laughs> next week we will be in salt lake city well some of us will be salt lake city for fan x there's going to be the first ever couch soup panel featuring some of us contributors on the panel with Nolan North. And I'm going to attempt my damnedest to do a live version of the podcast from Salt Lake City next week. <laughs> it, it might be a crap fest, but it could be super <laughs> fun. Unfortunately, we're, I don't think I'm going to get Nolan to be in on that. <laughs> like, you have to like drug him and like drag him back to like the place we're staying. I, I already have the plans. I'll mail them to you tonight. Don't All worry. Right. Well, Louie's going to be there. Unfortunately, Jake and Tyler won't be, but other contributors were going to be there. Brandy, uh, Erica, Maria, and Michelle will be joining the panel with us for next week. So be excited. Look forward to that. Check out all the great things on CouchSoup.com and look forward to all the great new things coming our way. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you, Louie. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Tyler. It's been a wonderful conversation. Everybody... Good night and game over. Ooh-woo. Ooh-woo. <laughs>
Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.